everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 89. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronda S. And I am Ari Rockefeller. And normally this is the part where we hear, I am Mako-chan, but unfortunately, right before we decided to start uh, recording tonight's episode, we ran into a slight issue. The weather is a fucking bitch. Yes, yes. Mother Nature really hates the East Coast, especially the tri-state area. The weather in this area, it's like having a schizophrenic roommate. It's... Its temperament is uneven and unpredictable. It believes in real and unreal circumstances equally, and you're not sure if the damn thing's gonna have its share of the rent in the, come the, come the first of the month. Oh, let's not even go there with that. But uh, yeah, seriously, we we've had Hurricane Sandy, and now this uh, what I guess a nor'easter is it something like that? And they've actually gave it a name. It's called Snow Superstorm Athena, some shit like that. Christ, Omatic. I mean, I was down near uh, the Pennsylvania, the New Jersey Delaware border, you know, at work, and I saw, like, sleet, you know, that mix of rain and snow. I was seeing that earlier today. Yeah, it took a while for for it to get down to me. I was looking, I'm like, is that snow? Really? But it was, like, kind of like deforming and turning into rain, like, Mm -hmm. before it was hitting the ground, so it didn't really, like, ruin it that much. And, uh, some person actually referred to it as a slow. The, the was it sane or it was some really goofy mashup of snow and rain. But uh, is that what you call sleet? Yeah, but uh, they weren't using that word. Oh, they were using something completely different. <sighs> the stupid. You can't stop it unless you sh- unless you double tap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mako-chan has no power in her place because she just dropped right out right before we started. And we waited like a good 10, 15 minutes just to see, but nothing. If by the grace of God she happens to reappear while we're doing this, we're going to bring her in as soon as possible. Seriously, I tried puck, I tried poking the computer with a stick and everything. Well, the main thing is you tried. It was more the stylus for my 3DS than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, I got a message here from uh, super producer uh, Sailor Flair. I asked her if she could come on to the, and do the episode with us, but she responded with, I have no power. And I'm like, I did not know that. But she did send us a little message, and I'm going to play it in just a bit to let everybody know that she is doing fine. Luckily for her, she works at a place where she has access to a studio. Here we go. Hello, Anime Jam Session Faithful. It's the super producer, Sailor Flare. I'm sorry I can't be with the crew, but my problem is nothing compared to the damage caused by Hurricane Sandy in parts of the tri-state area. I encourage all of our listeners to help out in the relief effort any way that you can by donating money, clothing, food, water, gift cards, or volunteering at the shelters if you're in the area. Until next time, stay safe, stay golden, and be excellent to each other. Peace out. I only have one thing to say about that, that at least the last part. <laughs> what is it? Most triumphant! 
I don't know if I said, but there was a Bill S. Preston running around at Comic-Con. No, you did not say that. Yes, there was a Bill S. Preston. Awesome. Yes. No Ted? I'm kind of disappointed. No Ted. But yeah, the uh, disaster relief effort people, the uh, inspectors, the FEMA people, the guys like running supplies up and down the turnpike, they don't, like, they don't have to pay tolls. That's one of the uh, little boons they got because of the hurricane. That sounds okay with me. And also, in regards to what uh, Sailor Flair has said, if you head over to our website at AnimeJamSession.com, there is a link. I'm going to make it a permalink on the right-hand side where you can, for more information regarding to donation relief and help efforts. Because right now, as we record this, a snowstorm is hitting us. We can't catch a break, can we? Yes, Thus, the aptly t- episode title is Stuck Between a Hurricane, a Snowstorm with the Reddish-Blue Effect. And if you don't know what I mean by the Reddish-Blue Effect, just remember what Tuesday was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the reason your Twitter and Facebook feeds were blowing up, most likely. With a whole lot of hilarity, celebrations, and sadness for those who didn't pick the right person, I guess. And temper tantrums, can't forget those. Oh, temper tantrums, but enough about that. Ari, how was your day? How was your week? It's been a while. Uh, everything's just business as usual. You know, still working as much as I can. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's about it. I, I'm very close to finishing Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, and I picked up Assassin's Creed 3 yesterday. I ha- I've even played Assassin's Creed One. It's been sitting on my shelf for almost a year. Yeah, and honestly, like, like the fact that it was uh, only exclusive to the uh, three- PS3, like, that didn't make it very appealing. But the fact that it's on the 360 and it takes place in the American Revolution era, era, it's you know got my interest. I just find it funny um, that that the French are doing a game about the American Revolution. I just find that a little funny. No, it'd be even funnier if it was the British doing it. Oh, just remember, both America and France hate the British back then, and I think the the French still probably do. I'm only about like an hour in or so. So far, I've I've, uh, met Benjamin Franklin and agreed to help him put together his almanac, that is to say, find a bunch of missing pages. That's good. So what do you think of the game so far? That's pretty fun. Like like I said, I'm only like an hour in, so I haven't gotten to do any of the real, you know, the real complex assassination missions yet. I pretty much went through the uh, starter level. Oh, okay. Where you, uh, where you off a Templar in a, uh, in a very crowded opera house. Mm. One of your, uh, the tech guys, the one who, like the one who like sets up the animus for you, he, uh, he also writes the bios for, uh, Every you know, character, place, you know, you know, every, all the uh, flavor text, if you will. Right. And the one for uh, Benjamin Franklin is hilarious because after he runs down the many, many accomplishments that Franklin did, he says, "There's a little part in parentheses." He goes, "What have you done today? Put a like, put a meal in the microwave and heat it up. Oh, how good for you!" <laughs> He's basically a sarcastic funny. son of a bitch. <laughs> well, that is kind of funny, though. 
And when you check out his profile, he, he like, midway through, he takes a jab at, at you and then says, oh, hey, you, you actually are reading this. Good. You know, go make me some tea. No comment. Kind of weird that I'm having, like, I think the, uh, you know, the data log stuff is funnier so far. Like, uh, you know, like I said, once I play it some more, I'll uh, probably find out a lot better. That would be pretty cool. Um, as for me, I've been slowly putting together the website, adding more content. Got back into editing the Anime Next videos. Stopped because I was missing the Helsing soundtrack, so I went looking for that. Got back into playing more Battlefield 3 and been catching up with TV. Oh, anything good? Um, mostly the silly reality shows. Catharsis, I'm guessing, because, you know, so one guy asked, asked me if I watched Dance with the Stars, and I'm like, <laughs> no. Not that type of reality shows, not those. Oh, good. Like the Repo shows, the Pawn shows, those. Oh, those are good. Yes, yes. I do need to sit down and catch up with Once Upon a Time in Grimm, but I never finished watching the first season, so maybe tomorrow I will put on a big old thing of popcorn, grab a big thing of soda, and just jump right onto it. Yeah, right now on History, there's a mini-arc with the Pawn Stars, American Restoration, and uh, with the Counting Cars all make all racing to a Sturgis for the big bike rally. Now, that sounds pretty cool. Reminds me of WCW Road Wild. Hmm. Yeah, that, like the first one that was called Hogwild, mm-hmm. but uh, they got sued by Harley Davidson for their name. Whoops. And, and the first one, it was just a bunch of uh, bikers on their bikes watching everything. So, A, it pulled in zero gate. You know, gate equals ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And the grand majority of the crowd didn't know, know anything that was going on with the wrestling. They were just revving up their bikes whenever they saw something they, they thought looked cool. Right. So you had technical masterpieces going on, like four star plus, that were that they they might as well have been been competing in an empty field. Mm. But then again, it's not the stupidest decision WCW has ever made. <sighs> yeah, that's for another time. But mm-hmm. um, this episode is going to be a bit of a short one, quote unquote, because I. I'm going to play the interview with um, Christina V, Sonny Strait, and J. Michael Tatum on this episode. And it also, will... we can only bicker with each other so much over Skype. Oh, yeah. And for, and for those who will be waiting, once this episode goes out, in a few weeks, interview will be available as a separate download. Good to know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe... <laughs> And I think on that's, that... That's, that's, that's um, you know, instinctive at this point. Yes. And on that note, I think we should take our first break, and then when we get back, we'll kind of start kicking things off. All right, then. Cool. We'll be back.
Podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Notch Radio at orangenotchradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sondays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at Hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at ElectricSisterhood.com. 
with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Now we're going to jump back into the swing of things. We're going to dive right into the first article. And it's all yours, Ari. Oh, boy. You ever weep for humanity? I know I have after reading this. Weep a and 14- take a shot. Yep. A 14-year-old student is arrested for stabbing his school teacher who confiscated his manga. Mm. October 15th, the Gamagori Station of Aichi Prefecture, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, arrested a 14-year-old male junior high school student for allegedly stabbing a 30-year-old female teacher with a ballpoint pen after she confiscated his manga in class. According to the police, the teacher repeatedly warned the student who was reading manga during her class around 12.30 on October 1st, but he did not stop reading. Finally, she confiscated him. He suddenly became frenzy and shouted, give it back to me. Then he stabbed her shoulder more than 10 times with a ballpoint pen he took from her desk. The teacher had an injury which would take one week to heal completely. At the arrest, the student reflected on himself, saying, I'm sorry. He stabbed a teacher more than 10 times because he disobeyed her in class. Again, no manga or anime is that serious. Don't don't tell that to the fan bases, especially the shippers. I will. And And I'll have my stick right there to smack them down when they come to attack me. The funny thing is, I halfway expected something like this in the U.S., but not really in Japan. I mean, yeah, but still. If it happened in the U.S., the kid wouldn't have said he's sorry. Exactly. He probably sued, would have probably sued the school for having the kid taken out in handcuffs and embarrassing the kid. And he and the, and the kid probably would have used something else besides a ballpoint pen. All right. Well, yeah, I, like I I said I, makes me weep for humanity, kid. Kids these days, blah, 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 blah. Yep, they're too spoiled. And I wish the teacher a speedy recovery. Yep. <sighs> What's next? Um, something cool that Funimation is pretty, is doing. It's the, um, they, uh, the, the return of Tenchi Muyo. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but what I'm going to do is play the theme from the original OVAs, which I like more than anything else. <laughs> See, I like this version. You gotta send me that one. Oh, I have it. That's no problem. I can do that. Let's turn on just a little bit more. There we go. It's a good song. Yeah, it's the opening theme. Now, what does this have to do with Funimation? What they're getting ready to do? As we all know, Toonami's been showing Kashurin since. Now, normally what Toonami does, when, it, when the series ends... They go back to the first episode and start playing. No. They're going to do something different. They're going to put on a new title, which is pretty cool. They're putting on Tenchi Muyo GXP. So it goes a little something like this. The end of Adult Swim's run of Kesher and Sins invited plenty of speculation about what, if any, anime might be replacing dystopian sci-fi. Funimation then cleared up the suspense with news that Cartoon Network programming work will a sci-fi comedy spin-off, Tenchi Muyo GXP. Shinichi Watanabe, better known as... Yep. That crazy bastard. 
It's his take on the franchise. For those who don't know him, XL Saga and the Wallflower. Nerima Daikon Brothers, too. That I did not know. I... He's a... He's a... Uh, recurring character. He, when uh, the brothers ask for the uh, plot device to sure, he's one who uh, gives it to him, kind of like a pawn shop. <laughs> I think I actually have that on my shelf. I've yet to watch it. He's usually just referred to as Pops, but the silhouette of his red... Red sword, red jacket, blue shirt, and his uh, giant afro were uh, dead ring, dead giveaways. You know, you ever played the game Secret of Evermore? Yes, I have. And you know, there is a connection between Evermore and Final Fantasy too. Really? Yes, the leader of the Red Wings, I believe. I forget his name. He runs a shop in one of the levels in Evermore. And I think you get uh, a bonus item if you know who he is. Nice. Back to the matter at hand. From Funimation's description of the series, Sina Yamada's luck is way worse than bad. He can't get through a day without causing serious harm to himself and any unfortunate souls nearby. So what could so what in the world could two gorgeous galaxy police officers want with him? Just as soon as their spaceship lands, Sina's blasting off into space with the beauties. It appears his luck could be changing for the better. And also Inuyasha will be airing for an hour at five o'clock. Talk about the dead air. Talk about dead air. Got that shit right. But uh, yeah, it'll be uh, some severe mood whiplash considering the nature of capturing sins and uh, Tenchi Muyo GXP. Mm-hmm. From grim dark as fuck all to fucking Tenchi. <sighs> what can I tell you? But, I, mean, my- I like capturing sins and all, but you know. It's a little bit dark for my taste. I mean, I've only seen a little bit of the, uh, like, the older, st- like, the original form of Kasherin, but, uh, you know, yeah, I was just a little surprised to find how, uh, lighthearted the original Kasherin was compared to Sins. But maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. Probably. But I'm kind of surprised that they're showing, uh, GXP. You, uh, you would think that they would start with the original OVAs and count from there. Now, if you ask me, you start with the. O- they should do it how um, what Pioneer did. Well, they showed the first thirteen, then they showed Tenchi Universe, then Shin Tenchi Muyo, or known as Tenchi in Tokyo and Japan. Tenchi Universe was called Tenchi Muyo TV series, but back then that's all that really was. I think Funimation should do that too. Because most people in the fan base do not acknowledge the um, the new OVAs or the spin-off series that I don't even think they've picked up, which has his little brother. And most people aren't too fond of Tenchi in Tokyo either. <laughs> My issue is, how many times can you retell a series and put your yep. own spin on it? That's my only issue with it. It's not putting your own spin on it, but making it, keeping it fresh and original and you know, captivating. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you're a fan of Tenchi Muyo, you might want to check this out. There is an episode where they connect the current cast with the original Tenchi Muyo cast, and I believe Funimation caught a little bit of hell for that because they, because they were not, they, some of the voices were not the original voice actress, actresses and actresses, but there was, I think there was an issue. They couldn't get some of them back, so they had to work with what they had, which is understandable. And if you can't accept it as a legitimate as a legitimate answer, 
you can just take a long walk off a short pier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you want to take the next one? I do believe I shall. Go for it. Leiji, is it Leiji or Reiji? Because the Leiji. L, the L sound is kind of contentious in Japanese. Yeah, but I think it's Leiji. Yeah. Okay. The French government has conferred to the Chevalier de l'Ordre des Arts et des Lettres, aka the Nun in the Order of Arts and Letters, onto Leiji Matsumoto, the creator of Space Pirate Captain Harlock, Galaxy Express 999, and other classic manga and anime. The honor. The order honors individuals who have contributed in art, literature, and other areas. Matsumoto received the honor at the French Embassy in Tokyo on Tuesday. He'll celebrate his 60th anniversary of becoming a mangaka in 2013. He noted during his acceptance speech that in order to respond to everyone's support, he will strive to continue to produce more works. Other Japanese citizens who received the honor include mangaka Jiro Tanaguchi and Katsuhiro Katsuhiro Otomo, film filmmaker and actor Takeshi Kitano, aka B. Takeshi, and Shigeru Miyamoto. He was also awarded with the Order of the Rising Sun Gold Rays with Rosette in 2010 and the Medal with Purple Ribbon Honor in 2011. 2001. 2001. Uh, that's pretty cool. Especially when you're getting an an award from another country for for your hard work and your efforts, that that was really cool. Yeah, you, you see that occasionally, like soldiers and stuff, like especially getting like the Victoria Cross or something like that from England. Mm-hmm. Like a the, the, like the entire country of Malta got the, uh, I think it's called the Saint George's Cross because of, like, during World War Two. You ever looked at a flag of Malta? That little uh, cross in the corner. That's what that is. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And I'm checking out some of the like the responses in the forums, and I was pretty happy about it. I think it's really cool. So congratulations to Leiji Matsumoto. Continue the good work, and wow, 60th anniversary. Wow, I wow. And he's gonna keep on going. That's a better part too. He's just gonna keep putting out the good stuff. Yes. For as long as he can. And I'll say this much. Anybody who thinks, anyone who says that, um, um, wait, what the hell is this? Wait, wrong button. Anyone who thinks that, like, One Piece, those are real pirates? Yeah, no. You need to step your game up and check out Captain Harlock. That's a real pirate. I read a little bit of Galaxy Express 999 when it was serialized in, uh, mm-hmm. I, for, and I forget what a... It was, was it? yeah, it was Anamerica. I still have a, my Anamerica. My, I still have my stack in my in my in my closet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, once by, like once I stopped reading that, or the, uh, the the place that I got at, like either stopped carrying it or closed down or whatever, I just, you know, fell off. This is like early two thousand two thousand one. Mm-hmm. That was before I w- went to uh, college. Oh, okay. You know, when I got to college, I got into uh, the, the the other stuff like a Trigun and a Cowboy Bebop and a Kent and a Rurouni Kenshin. That's where I really became a fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, our last article before we break to the um, to our interview and wrap things up. There's actually an update on the article. 
343 Industries will have to put up with sexism on Xbox Live. Originally, the team will not put up with sexism on Xbox Live. That he would get banned for uh, mm-hmm. one too many sexist remarks. Yes, and speaking with Microsoft directly about this issue, Destructo has determined that this is not in fact the case. Sexism will not be granted privileges for lifetime bans on Xbox Live or something like, say, racism or homophobia. Here's an p- official position from an Xbox spokesperson. While Xbox Live indeed does not condone harassment of any kind, account and console bans are issued based on a robust complaint and evidence-based system. There is no difference in the Xbox Live terms of use and code of conduct for Halo 4. Online gaming is a great thing that brings many players around in the spirit of healthy competition and good sportsmanship, and I'm sure there's a bit of trash talking thrown in as well. But it's all good and fun, and not meant to hurt anybody. I'd like to say that this is an app description of every player who ever logged into an online matchup, but unfortunately this isn't the reality. While the majority of players just want to have fun, there's a pretty high number of trolls out there who take competition way too seriously, and often go as far as to upset, annoy other players with constant insults, racist, slur, homophobic slurs, sometimes even threats of violence. These acts of trolling can be especially cruel while aimed at female players, as they're often added coding of sexual harassment. Even with such things as player blocking and mic muting features, this kind of negativity is still rampant in the online gaming community and many are asking what can be done about it. Well, Microsoft has an answer and it might just be a bit of an argument as to whether or not it's the right thing to do or if it's too extreme. During a recent interview with GameSpot's Laura Parker, 343 Industries' Bonnie Ross and Halo 4 executive producer Kiki Wolfkill revealed that Microsoft is doing its best to monitor sexual harassment and other kinds of abusive behavior on Xbox Live under a zero-tolerance policy. Any user caught making sexist or discriminatory remarks towards other players, either by Microsoft or 343, will be permanently banned from the network. That was the original stance. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing is this. You shouldn't ban somebody over over what they say. You really shouldn't. But then again, Xbox Live is a private network, and you have to hear by their rules. Now, when you're playing online games, you're going to say something, you know, because you because you got because you got a little butthurt because you lost. It happens. Now, if you're going to say something like, you know, you play like a girl or you a girl, you said, let it go. It's just one time. Now, if this person is doing this constantly and repeatedly, then yeah, we got just there's a problem with that. I really feel, you know, online gaming. This should be your fair share of complaints and grievances and compliments. I mean, I don't really play a lot of online games. What I do is mostly rock band. I mean, but if I was playing against somebody and they were running their mouth, whatever, I, I would just mute them. You know, if it's if it's going to if it's going to be something like you know me making a comment about a female or something like that, I'd only do it if I'm playing against another girl and she's on my list, and I know and and they know. I don't mean that as a legitimate insult. I'm just running my fucking mouth, and her in turn is going to say something about me. It's not that big of a deal. You know, like I said, you still are going to see uh, the obnoxious little trolls or who are who are going to uh, lay out the sexist remarks at the slightest hint of a female or mm-hmm. too effeminate voice. Exactly. Yeah, you said you don't have very much... Uh, problem with the xbox live and stuff like that right you? right no i don't you know a lot of times i'll uh <clears throat> pardon me mm-hmm. like i end up playing a lot of the fighting games especially like 
it was Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah. And I will have people just yell and scream like all sorts of like homophobic stuff into my ear and all so homophobic sexist shit. But uh, I'm like thinking to myself, dude, you're playing Ken and I'm playing Dan. What did you think was going to happen? You know, the funny thing is you don't hear about this shit on PlayStation Network. And I understand why. When you buy a PS3, it does not come with a headset. <laughs> the headset is strictly USB, and you have to go out and buy that separately. And luckily, with my um, with my mix amp, it works with the PS3, so I don't need to go out and buy one. But that's besides the point. But um, yeah, it just, also sounds yeah. like, according to the article, that. Sexist insults aren't as bad as racist or homophobic insults. It, it, it isn't, but on the, I'm just I'm not trying to like split hairs on like there's a certain degree in insult. An insult's an insult. But I my thing is if you get hit with a sexist remark, don't take it personal the first time around. Because the person is just angry and they're just blowing off some steam. That's all it is. Now, if they continue to say that over and over, then yeah, after you whoop their ass in whatever game they're playing, report them. Simple as that. That's my final take on it. What about you? <coughs> yeah, it's some. You know, it seems to me that like beating a guy only sometimes makes it worse. Like they're like, like the insults they get worse if you beat them, but they'll. But they'll turn into a self-righteous gloating mixed in with the insults if you lose, so it's you're screwed if you do and fucked if you don't. (laughs) Yeah. So you just gotta, I don't know, put up with it, I guess? Yeah, deal with it, because eventually that person's gonna be gone. Done and done. Yeah, you can always go back and block them later. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to play this interview that I got um, with the help from the staff at another anime convention in Nashville, New Hampshire. Interview with Sonny Strait, Christina V, and J. Michael Tatum. Ooh.
By the way, I'm DJ Ron Mez from Anime Jam Session. And oh, we I forgot we're being filmed. <laughs> so we have stuff for the blooper reel. So we're a real treat for you guys here. I was trying to interview a few awesome voice actors and actresses, so the con here gave me three for the price of one. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, but I got, but I got these guys. guys. Okay, just... <laughs> now, now, now. I would never. Like, shoot. <laughs> It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> on, on my left here, we have Sunny Straight. Hi. Followed by Miss Christina V. Hello. And J. Michael Tatum. Hello. So I'll ask the basic questions and we'll just run with it and see how far we can get away with it before they take us out in handcuffs. Okay. All right. So, how did each of you get into the business? Well, I slept with Chris Sabat, and uh, that's how Me I... Me too. That's, that's most people at Funimation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just, <laughs> it's a casting couch. It's, not, it's just part of the job, man, you know. Uh, no, I... <laughs> the simple answer is uh, we auditioned. We got a part. Uh, I think the most difficult answer is how you got this experience to made you come... You know, that you could compete in that mm -hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did a lot of theater in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, yeah. and Funimation moved to Dallas and had open auditions for Dragon Ball Z, and I got the part of Krillin. Do you get any jokes or anything that you do to voice of Krillin, since he always dies a lot and so on and so forth? You know? Yes, yes. Usually um, in, in the form of the Krillin-owned count. <laughs> did, did you see the masquerade last night? No, no, we were at the haunted house. Uh, we were at several haunted houses. We were all holding yep. J. Michael's hand through the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they really were. Ah. The theme was Vito, Gohan, and Krillin, and Krillin was the butt of everyone's jokes at, during the masquerade, and it was like... All right, I, was, I will say this about Krillin. Yes. There are three people that Frieza in the afterlife curses. One is Trunks, one is Goku, and the other is that little bald bastard who cut off his tail. <laughs> Say what you want about Krillin, yeah. but out of all the badasses in the universe, he was the one that drew first blood on Frieza. I, yes, I have nothing was. against Krillin. I mean, you married an android and, well, did his thing and got a kid out of it. I see anybody else pull that off. Yeah, I mean, she's basically a sophisticated blow-up doll, right? How did you get into voice acting? <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Well, I wanted to be a voice actor always. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got my theater training. I did my time in college and high school doing plays and stuff. But I got lucky, too, that um, at a, I went to an anime convention. And because I had this training and knowledge, I tried dubbing in front of a studio called Bang Zoom. I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they had, they had a demonstration. <clears throat> and um, they saw that I was able to, you know, hit the act, hit the you know, the flaps, mm -hmm. and that I had a voice that luckily fits anime characters. So they started calling me into audition. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. So, uh, how old are you, by the way? Just 25. Okay, so you actually grew up with anime being everywhere. Uh -huh. mm. And so it was actually a, a viable dream for you going through high school to be a voice actor. Yeah. So I, I don't know how old you are, but um, for me, there was no such thing. I mean, we really were just, we were into be theater or film actors or whatever. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, and my, and my story is kind of, it's, it's a little bit 
like yours and, and like yours, I, I suppose. Um, I, I kind of got into it almost back, so I like to say that I was tricked into it because um, tricked into <laughs> it. I did. Well, I was I was uh, I was an actor from a very young age. I did a lot of stage work. I was very very involved in theater from a young age. Um, but then there came a time in my life when I decided to just go a different route. I didn't want to do it as a career. I kind of felt it was just. I mean, it's, it takes a very courageous person to, mm-hmm. to try to pursue it as a living, and I'm not a very courageous person, so I didn't. I I did something else, um, and then uh, I happened to meet Chris Bevins, uh, director and writer and uh, actor of Foundation and we were you know great friends for years com- fellow comic book nerds that kind of stuff so we really bonded and, oh you're a comic book um, nerd too oh very much so oh rock on we um, need to talk about comics later uh huh okay uh-huh. <laughs> and um, so uh, yeah and, and I knew him for years and it, I, I knew what he did for a living because I thought that's really great I kind of grew up watching anime you know like oh. I was I was there for like it's first wave and then it's second wave and then it's third wave so I was like it's kind of nice to, I mean I used to watch it when I was a kid and it was called Japanimation Japan right you know, back in those days and uh, so I, I thought what he did was really really cool but it never I had so long ago turned my back on acting that I never had any designs on, on getting into the I could do. Um, and then one day he just sort of called me up and said, hey, you know, I want you to come in an audition for Samurai 7, mm. and uh, which terrified me. And so I said no, politely, that I just, I just, oh, no, 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 I don't have the chops anymore and all my experience at stage. I don't think I've got anything I could bring to, the, to, to a booth. And um, lucky for me, Bevins <clears throat> is a scary gangster sort of guy and won't take no for an answer. And he hounded me for two weeks and came in, and it was a four-hour-long audition um, during which I was learning how to basically match flaps and read a dub script and all this for the first time. It was Bevins Boot Camp, which That's I was sweating awesome. bullets. And I thought it was an audition, and when it was over with, I was confident I had screwed it up and would never be bothered by this man again and could get back to my normal life. And I said something to the effect of, like, how do you people get anything done if it takes you four hours to audition every single part? And he <laughs> laughed and said, oh, well, no, it doesn't. It took ten minutes, and actually we've been recording the first six episodes. You've just signed a contract. So I'm like, oh, no. So I was oh, I, that's awesome. I was tricked into becoming an actor. And then wow. and then slowly but surely, so, I mean, I, I kind of turned my back on acting for a long time, and then it found me again. And now I, I really can't imagine myself doing anything else. I love it. I absolutely love you, it. You know, you said your training came from theater, but I, mm-hmm. it's been my experience that the better voice actors have have theater training. They came from. A I, I agree. Background. I agree. And when I directed for a while, uh, some of my favorite actors to work with are the ones that come into it with a theatrical background. Mm-hmm. It's it's just. I, I think the reason why is because you're in a booth. You don't have an audience, so you can't gauge. So you need to have experience of being on a stage and getting mm-hmm. reactions out of people, mm-hmm. so you know what moves them. Precisely, mm-hmm. precisely. And I bring a lot of. I mean, we all I think bring that stage mm-hmm. uh, with us when we come in. Sometimes though, it's sometimes I find it's it's. Less nerve-wracking to be in front of a huge room full of strangers performing something than it is to be that audience of two people. Yeah. The right. and the engineer there's more that, distance. There's, there. more, there's more distance mm. in there, and that's, there's much more scrutiny sometimes. It's very, I mean, it, I love it. Can, it. It can be very personal, too. Yes. for the emotional yes. scenes. Yes, yes, yes. Especially when if you're the first person to lay down track, and so now the scene's tone is kind of your responsibility. Right, and you've got an a actor. window that the director and the uh, ADR guy can look at you while you're doing this and if you're like having a very emotional scene that's bringing you real tears yeah. it can be they you can know see, yeah. I'll no. admit yeah. I have shut that before the cl- the oh, oh you yeah. can't do it in front of me yeah you can't do it oh, in front no. of me there's no curtain yeah there's no curtain oh yeah there is a curtain at Bangs no. but I, I had to use it you're on display you're on display you can turn the light off but you know the lights from the monitors still just actually just bring you out more <laughs> you just have to ignore them sounds like this bed's guy's like Pretty much. I mean, it started out very nicely. He said, "Hey, I want you to come and come and audition for the show based on the uh, Akira Kurosawa film, which happened to be one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Seven Samurai." And he's like, "I want you to play Rikichi," and I'm like, "Oh my God, no!" And he called me the next day and was like, "Hey, I want you to come on." I just like we hadn't had the conversation the day before, and then two weeks later, he was like, "If I have to drag you up here at gunpoint, you're going to do this." So. Uh, 
what's 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 the call? Are you gonna do this on your own, or do I have to like you know have to stuff you in the trunk of a car? So I did, and I'm glad I'm glad I I'm glad I listened to him. And Bevins is a real atypical director too. Uh, like he he cast me as Cuso in Samurai Seven. Yes, I told him look. I can only do that low voice in the morning. And he said, well, we'll just record in the morning. So all of my sessions were done in first thing. Well, and see, and at the time, I had a whole other job, so I could only come in at night or on weekends. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to meet any of the other voice actors until we were well, I mean, well and truly done with the show. And then slowly but surely started doing it full time. Yeah, we used to record but, morning, mm-hmm. noon, and night. And it was like Laura Bailey would come in to direct in her pajamas at night. <laughs> oh, wow. I miss those days. Mm-hmm. Between the different uh, characters you voiced, Personal favorites. Uh, top of the list have to be Hughes, Krillin, and Lupin the Third. I like uh, Sarah Bella from Skullgirls, Homura from Madoka, and Noel from Blaze Blue, and Riven from League of Legends. Can I just say, with all due respect, I hate that question. I mean, it's a good question. I, 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 I It's so hard. It's so hard for me to pick a favorite. And, I mean, I can, but it's it depends on the day you mm-hmm. ask me. I mean, the thing is, I love, I love, what we get to do is so much fun that, like, I'm, I'm whatever, my favorite is whatever I happen to be doing right now. But, I mean, there are certain characters, but I never, I never answer. I never answer that question anymore because I know that whatever I say will just be totally off the cuff. And then later, all these characters who, mind you, become like a permanent part of your psyche <laughs> forever after you do them. So that you've got this whole little you know party going on of, of characters in your heads that never quite leave you. I will go to my hotel room later today if I say like say if I said Kyoya or Sebastian, you know, valid answers both. Mm-hmm. But if I went back, then you'd have like eighteen other characters just looking at me like you're a bastard. <laughs> you know, but you know what I do? Every time I, I'm asked that question, I say something different. And See, and that's, honestly, that's a good. That's a. That's I honestly a good, say that's like I could say Usopp one day. See, for an answer like that. I have to shake your hand, sir. I mean, I totally respect that. <laughs> and it's only—it's kind of a psychotic answer. Yeah. It's because I'm afraid of the voices in my head, so I can't answer. <laughs> but you know what? That, there's something to that, because you do put a lot of yourself into every one of these yeah, characters. So yeah, it yeah. is the one you're doing currently, because mm-hmm. that's the one you're mm-hmm. focused on the most. It's like a child that needs your needs the most attention. Yeah. You know? And you do they do feel like you're kids. You can't just, like, uh, separate them in your mind. And, and I can't. I mean, I can kind of give you a, an answer that's not quite, what, Fair enough, you know, yeah. it's not my favorite. I mean, he is my favorite, but for very difficult reasons. Uh, the, the most recent thing I've done of any in terms of just in terms of like really really heavy involvement was uh, Okabe from Steins Gate um, because not only did I play the lead in this show and he is a true lead he is literally in every single scene of this 26 episode show and he talks all the time and he's very high energy so it's hell on the vocal cords and hell on the emotions and he's just it's a it's a roller coaster ride but I wrote the show along with Patrick Seitz as well and so I would this, this, I couldn't get away from this character for the eight months that we recorded it I mean uh, I would go in for an eight hour day in the booth mm-hmm. which is always exhausting and then come home and work on the scripts eight well hours? into the readers frequently frequently because he just never shuts oh up, gosh. and uh, and then it's a very long time, and we're talking like it's five a very profitable days. character. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. But I couldn't do anything else at the time because there was yeah. no time open. So I was like, okay, well, this you know Okabe Amitro is is who you are for about eight months, and I just, wow. I couldn't get away from him, and I'm still. I have difficulty kind of sloughing him off, and he is an emotional, emotionally devastating character. I mean, I love it. I think it's Science Gate is one of the best things I've ever gotten to work on, hands down. I've never seen a show like it, and I'd, I'd be enthusiastic, as enthusiastic about it if I had nothing to do with the production. I see a lot, a lot of passion behind it. I can tell, wow, this is like all you, you know? 
And it, it feels like it too. It's crazy. It's so crazy. When we did the premiere, um, you know, we decided, I decided to, <laughs> my boyfriend, for luck, because he couldn't be there, gave me a lab coat to wear. Um, he bought me a lab coat because the, the character wears a lab coat. That's like his own, his, it's his costume of choice. And uh, you he, wear it uh, around the house now? I said, wait, I totally wear it around the house now and, and uh, drink sodas and, and all that, you know, and laugh, evil, my evil laugh. But yeah, that character is nice. that character. But it was great. Like, I put the lab coat on for the first time. I'm like, oh man, I'm. I'm so glad I didn't have this while I was in the booth, or I would never have been able to get away from this character ever, ever. So I'd like I would like allot myself like maybe thirty minutes a night where I would just be like, okay, I'm I'm Michael now, I'm Michael now, and now we go to bed so I can wake up and start the whole thing over again the next day. I don't know if you came to this con with that lab coat and you shaved this off and a little corn cob pipe, people might think you're Professor Utonium. I choose to take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It is hard to shake those characters, though, especially when you do them for many hours. Like, I would come mm. home from uh, work sometimes, and my wife would go, Lupin the Third, and I go, why do you say that? No, because my voice is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? It's, it's, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. But it's, that's what makes it so much fun. You know, you end up, mm. you kind of, you go, well, and it's, it's the trick, though. Yeah, it's eight hours, yeah. eight hours, and he is a workout. I mean, he's pretty much just my natural speaking voice, but he's all over the map. He is he's really, he speaks really big, and he's very declamatory and theatrical, and he's laughing, and then as the series kind of takes a darker, more emotional turn towards the, towards the middle to the end he's crying and screaming constantly oh and it was just I mean it's devastating and I love it I love it but getting to write it and then do that kind of intensive vocal work on the show I don't think I ever want to do that to myself again because <laughs> I've only heard like in LA it's typical we, we might just do four hour sessions and mm. never over that after that yeah. it's no you have to go home goodbye that's the union rules isn't it I think so, but even for no, I guess because it is union, they just apply it to non-union mm -hmm. shows as well. That's really hard. Well, it's some characters hard, you can't it? do longer than a few hours. Yeah, like, I do yeah. Usopp on One Piece, and Mike won't schedule me yeah. for more than three hours because it's it's just hell on your voice. He mm -hmm. screams yeah. every line. Yeah, I had I, Mike uh, with uh, with me on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. He wouldn't let me do Scar for more than two hours because that mm -hmm. was just it would kill your voice. Same he was thing. Like, You're not gonna be able to work for the rest of the week if you do this. So he was very careful. But with Okabe, it was almost one of those things where they kind of gave me a choice. Can you you could, we can drag this out over longer, like months. 16 months, uh, <laughs> or we could do it in eight months, or, you know, well, they, no, it did, they didn't quite give me the choice, but like, do you want to come in for two hours today, three hours a day, and I'm like, I, the thing about it is the show is so, just the way that character develops, I'm like, no, I can't, like, I can't, we can't be in the middle of an episode and then stop and come back in, because it's just, it, it would just, <clears throat> just, I would like, I will go home with this scene not resolved in yeah. my head, and it will just mess with me, so I prefer to stay and get it done, mm -hmm. so we can get things done in larger blocks, but yeah. In retrospect, maybe not the wisest choice. <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, well, you got it done. We got we got it done. We got it done. I mean, but man, always was, it, the, the point is to arrive. You know, how yeah. you get there is yeah, whatever. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, Sonny, I have a question for you from a diehard Lupin the Third fan down in Atlanta. She wants to know: Do you have any information in regards of the new series? I am not allowed to say. Well, we tried. And um, I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, given about the voice acting and you're up there doing your lines, I know accidents can happen. So, any funny outtakes or something like that, memorable or like, I can't believe I just said that. You know, yeah. that happens all the time, and, and, and the question comes up all the time as well. And I can never remember because it's like part of my daily recording routine is that mm -hmm. we'll have outtakes for just about every freaking line. And uh, some of the, the good directors will keep you laughing to keep your energy up. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like on some of the most depressing, you know, sad scenes, the outtakes are going to be hilarious. 
because you're trying to like get that out of your system, keep your energy up, yeah. even though it's a sad scene, you still have to have energy for it. So mm-hmm. I can't remember one thing, the one good outtake. I'm gonna stay with his answer. That's Fair a good enough. Answer. I have yeah, outtakes. Outtakes not so much. I mean, I'm a very physical actor in the booth, so I understand. It's my understanding that 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 the the phrase "pulling a Tatum" is a euphemism for looking like a complete jackass while you're in front of the mic. Because I tend to I move a lot, and the engineers yell at me because I kind of go off mic too much, and I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I do. There was what when we were doing uh, with Tyler Walker when I was doing uh, Bacchano and playing Isaac, um, very, very, very high energy, very animated, uh, no pun intended, character. Um, I would just strike these really ridiculous poses because he's such a big theatrical character and and I was just, I don't know why, but just kind of the way the voice had to come out and so everything sort of la 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 and they would just laugh at me because again, the big wall of glass, no curtain, you see, and so they just see everything and you're just on display and I'm like, shut up, it's the character and at some point I was like on mic and I was doing this. I was like, <laughs> and I was just, I don't, I don't know why, I just felt like it came out and, and Tyler was just like, just the key and, and Corey Charlotte, the engineer, were just holding each other crying, they were laughing so hard watching me look like this. And then, like, an hour later, we got to a scene totally unrelated to the one where I'd been doing this. And Isaac and Miria, the, the, you know, the, the character, Isaac being the one I was playing, um, just happened to be doing this. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know this character. I know it. And so after that, Tyler gave me carte blanche to look as much of an ass as I wanted to in the booth. It was So you do enough. actions that are not on the screen. No. See, I do whatever they're doing on the screen. So, sometimes I do, like if they're running or fighting or something. I used to punch microphones all the time, <laughs> fight scenes, you know. And back then, they used to have the headphones on, so it'd be bam, boom. Oh, oh yeah, oh. Like, sorry, I just Krillin was punching. It. <laughs> you take out a nice, punch. like twelve hundred dollar microphone. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. I've oh, back then they were passed out. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I've passed out screaming before, oh, yeah? and then that's when, like, it was it was for a show Mike was working on. It was like a fucking long, 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 like eight second scream oh and it was gosh. like a CGI animated flat where the character's like full bore, like veins popping out in his head. He's like, Rah! and so there wasn't, it was like full voice. Okay, I'm, like, I'm coming from Dragon Ball Z, I'm going to have to call you a wimp. Well, no, no, eight no, second no, scream. Eight, I know, right? I know. And so Mike was like, let me seconds. show you how to do this. Yeah. And he screams and I'm yeah, like, oh, Mike would I'm know. so screwed. Oh I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I, uh, I went in and did it and like, you know, and, and I made it to like eight seconds and then passed out immediately and then I woke <laughs> up a second, you know, my, my body made sure to be like, I mean, I, like, I sort of, the, you know, the world went dark, and then I woke up just in time to, for my butt to hit the ground, and so my body was conscious for all the key moments of that experience, but then Mike the kind of, diaphragm. Yeah, and then Mike kind of pulled over, he's like, welcome to the, uh, to the Dragon Ball Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, so I felt I had arrived, but yeah, that was, that was, those were early days for me, so I hadn't really learned how to scream. I heard Schimmel passed like. out once. I've heard that too. Yeah. But that was probably just from talking. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he wow. never breathes. Wow. <laughs> so, outside of voice acting, fun stuff you like to do, like just kind of get away from it all, just like relax, like, mm. like rollerblading, like, video gaming, cool, oh. you know. Trying to have a bit of a social life, you know. Trying. Social life. <laughs> Keyword trying. Keyword trying. Yes. Trying. Well, I, I'm a husband and father, Yay. so occasionally I find time for my family. I'm also a professional comic book artist, so if I'm not uh, voice acting or directing, I'm usually uh, writing and drawing comic books. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but that's that is that's not for fun, but it is fun. Yeah. yeah. So kidding. it's voice acting. Yeah, so. yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> Any titles we may have heard of, or uh, probably the thing I'm most known for is my work on Elf Quest. Ah. And uh, I did two 58-page stories for them. 
that were eventually reprinted at DC Comics. And uh, the latest thing I did was We Shadows, which was published by Tokyo Pop, and was actually nominated for Graphic Novel of the Year by the American Library Association. Well, that's oh. pretty awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> uh, fun. I play video games. League of Legends, I play a lot. Uh, I volunteer at the Braille Institute um, reading. You know how to read Braille? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I read. <laughs> I read. I read like the daily newspaper and stuff, and people okay. can call and hear that. And I work That's at awesome. a com- work at a comic book store. That would be really counterproductive. Okay, <laughs> this says this. <laughs> reading for you. Yeah, it's like just just lazy people. Like <laughs> lazy really, blind yeah. people. I'll just take a care lazy of it. institute. <laughs> <laughs> they all see just fine. They just don't want to do exactly. the effort. They're like, I don't want to read Braille. Yeah. Can you do this for me? Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me feel your fingers. Yeah, you can handle this. <laughs> so you read at the Braille Institute. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's really cool. It's very very noble. I. Well, says so you work in a comic book shop. Uh, mm-hmm. So does my roommate, and she has to deal with like the. Like the fanboys going, there's a chick that works here. OMG. Do you have to deal with that on a regular basis? Do you have to deal with that at the haunted house? They they don't talk to me. (laughs) No, yeah, I have to be really like, hey, I know stuff. You can you can ask me questions. Oh, they don't respect you. No, no. They just they just you're like you're like a female sportscaster. Like they just they won't let you in the locker room. I don't know. I think I think maybe they're just shy. Uh, Probably. It could be. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Well, you are very intimidatingly beautiful, so no. I could understand that. So yeah, we'll see, and then it works every yeah. time. Um, but, it, it, but at the haunted houses last night, she would get all these ghouls and zombies following her for hours, every just everywhere she one. went. Every She'd be like, "Get off! Get off! Get off!" Multiple times, and it mm-hmm. becomes it becomes a socially awkward situation. Yeah. and yeah, she wasn't it, scared at all. It would go too long. I was freaking out more than anyone, pretty much. Yeah. and then like I was jumping and screaming and everything, and then she's like, "It's okay, I've got you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, thank you. But they would go for her, and I felt bad. I'm like, I like they they assume that I'm your boyfriend, and it's my job to protect you, and I'm like hiding behind her, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is not what you think it is. So, did you ever work in a comic book shop? No, no. I've spent like ha- I feel like I've spent half my life in a comic book shop. Um, I used to. I, I worked in up. one for a while, that, just so I could get free comics. I didn't There's even get paid. Of... It was just on free comics. See, I would do. I would have done that. I worked one day a week and could get all the comics I could eat. That's what they said. Oh, oh that's see, cool. that would have been great. They, I can borrow stuff. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of like filing. I find so you're like always mm. on the floor. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> what comes first? Constantly the alphabet A B C D E F. Oh. Do you still have to sing it in yes. your head? Like I, 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 I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I just I realized to, like, something about the alphabet song. It's the There's same. There's something about the alphabet thing. It's yeah, the it's same like, as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. That I did not know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, 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 someone told me that years ago, and now I'm like, oh. Everything All right, you sing A B C D, and I'll sing okay. Twinkle Twinkle. One. We'll do it in a round. It's going to be hard. Ready? Go ahead. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, twinkle, H, I, J, K, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what, where, you, where you're at. I don't twinkle, know. twinkle, little bat. Where you're at. Twinkle, twinkle, little well. Twinkle, twinkle, little bat. How I wonder where you're at. Can you do that backwards for me? I just need to see some ID and registration. 
<laughs> and you can't do it backwards because you're like Z Y X. Oh, I can't do it. Okay, now I understand when the concept. Are you sure you want all three of them in a room together? Sure, it can't be that bad. Sign here, please. Yeah. Okay. We should we should like walk around with waivers attached to it. Yeah. Warning, voice actors. Do not mix with others. Yeah. <laughs> very volatile, very volatile <laughs> compound you've got here. You ever have that one job that you're like, I don't want to be here. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, God. All you the mean time. acting job? No, jobs in general. Oh, jobs and, in general, And if yeah. it's retail, I completely understand. It, re it was actually a cool <coughs> job in theory, yeah. but then it ended up not being cool. Mm. What was that? I don't want to say because I want to work for them. No, in fair enough. Capacities oh, one fair day. enough. Well, I was a we'll waiter later, so I know for many <laughs> years pulling myself through college. I hated waiting tables. That was the worst job ever. Oh, yeah. I've waited tables before. I think everyone should do it at some I point. I did it for It's good for you. It's good for you. It builds character. Yeah. But, but to this day, I will have dreams that I, I'm busy in my section and I don't know who ordered right, what. Right, you know? right, right. It's like or going to war or something. Somebody that's not going to like, that's not going to just roll with it. Oh, my God. I did that for six months just to support my anime habit. Yeah, there you go. I did yeah. it for one month and then I was like, Tough. I feel like a better person. I'm leaving. <laughs> I did. So I have many. grown from this. Thank you for the experience. <laughs> I worked, Bye. I worked so many just different jobs when I when I was younger just to kind of support myself before I kind of found my career. Yeah. And I've done. I was a, I was a janitor in a haunted movie theater. Wow. True story. They didn't advertise Whoops. themselves as haunted, but we found out the hard way. And it was actually kind of cool. That was a cool job. Uh, very very short lived though. Um, I worked in bookstores because I'm a mm. big, big reader. Mm. I read all the time. Well, that would be a good job. Given the fact that you're wearing a lanyard, if you walk into a Barnes and Noble, people will ask you, um, "Where can I find this?" Oh no, my favorite kind of question <laughs> that comes to like customers, at, at, like you know, and you assume these people can read. They are in a bookstore after all, but they're telling you like you know they come up and they're like, ah, "Okay, I'm looking for a book. I don't know the title or the author." And to be honest, I, I don't even remember what it was about. But it was big, like coffee table sized and blue, with like gold lettering. And you had it here on a display for Christmas like four years ago. And I thought at the time what a great gift that would be to my college age daughter. Do you have a way of looking that up? <laughs> to which your response is, I don't know what you think technology has been up to since you've been sleeping, but no. Or you just grab the first blue gold-lettered book from the shelf and be like, is this it? And they say no, and I'm like, well, how do you know? See, my answer would be like, oh, you mean this atlas right here? Yeah, that happens frequently. But yeah, I, I, loved, I loved working in the bookstores, which I did for a good uh, four, five, six mm. years or whatever, um, because I could, I could check out books. For, gotcha. you know, for free, as as if in a library, and now my house is made of books. Like I can't, I can't get rid of them because it's like, oh, it's like a structural concern. I'm like, oh no, that's a load bearing stack. Can't touch that one. <laughs> so that thing um, in your house where you pull back one book and a, another room opens up. No, that doesn't. Yeah, that, no, that happens, but it's just more books. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a room of another book. Yeah. <laughs> my first real job was working at Disneyland as a skipper for Jungle Cruise. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. So you're kind of in an entertainment business from the beginning. I kind of. They yeah. didn't. It doesn't. They didn't treat us as performers. We were mm -hmm. just, you know, attractions workers. But it was fun. That seems okay. like a I worked as distinction. You should. Be, it's performance. Yeah, it really yeah. was, and it, it took a lot of stamina to do like eight, yeah. eight exactly. trips yeah. in a row. It's like vaudeville. I was like Tatum. I worked so many jobs. I, I did was a, a career for a law firm. I was a sales uh, manager for a hotel. Uh, I, oh, I worked as a groundskeeper on a horse ranch in Virginia. Oh, wow. Uh, I was a portrait artist at a, a tourist trap in Dallas. Uh, 
And I worked as a commercial artist for years. Oh. Wow. <clears throat> well, got to wrap things up. So I guess my last question is for Miss Christina V over here. Mm-hmm. What is your connection with Leech Street Boys? Yeah, what is it? Oh, okay. So I don't. I'm not actually in that band. That's a band that sings like anime con right. songs. Um, but the the main guy who does it asked me to sing a couple of songs for some video games that he was connected All to. All right, cool. So I I sang his songs, a couple of them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I have to say thank you all for your time here. You know. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank anytime. You. So, any anything you want to tell the fans out there? Any new projects you're working on, real quick, or? you No, we're gonna work. Never. It's still, I'm gonna. It's gonna take like four hours for the sneeze to come out. You're very, mm-hmm. you're very kind. Mm-hmm. They're trying to help me sneeze. Okay. I had a sneeze just the beginning out before we started rolling, and it just won't come up. It's Maybe just it's stuck sickness. right here. It's not sickness. It's not sickness. Uh, working on a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Thank you for looking at me like you're trying to curse me. Sorry, go on. What are you working on right now? Uh, stuff I can't talk about. But Steinsgate. I can talk about Steinsgate. Steinsgate. Which, Check which, out Steinsgate. Out. Check out Steinsgate. Very, very proud of that. You won't be disappointed. I can just say a Pokemon, but I can't say what I did on it. And check out Pokemon. Check out Skullgirls, because it's a really good game. It, it is. It is. My roommate has it for PS3. Yeah. Yes. It's fun. And um, stuff. Yeah. And One Piece. Uh, Usopp on One Piece. A Check lot of out that. One Piece. And Borderlands oh, 2. Borderlands 2, yes. Yeah. Hello, we're both we're all over that. Two. Yeah, we're all over it. Sorry. Borderlands 2? Mm-hmm. Borderlands 2. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the psycho. I, uh, he's the psycho and I'm Sir Hammerlock. Yes. Yes, yes. Very I will stuff. be picking that game up probably this week then. So. Get cracking. You're like you're like two weeks behind everyone else. Come on, man. <laughs> if you saw my collection <laughs> of video games right now... I just picked up NCIS for 3DS, okay? Only because of Abby. That's the only reason why I bought it, so. Oh, yeah. This is the world's smallest violin playing. Just nah! <laughs> 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 Once you can't tell, I'm on the subway going from work and home. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, signing <laughs> off, I'm Ronma. Sunny Straight. Oh, Christina. <laughs> oh, J. Michael Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>
it for tonight's episode of Anime Jam Session, episode number 89. Like I said, it was a bit of a short one, because there's only two of us um, manning the studios tonight, and we had the interview, so we hope you enjoyed um, what we did tonight. What do you think we did? I think we did alright, all things considered. Yeah, we didn't mess the place up, that's for sure. A whole lot. Yeah. That's yeah, good that we have Mako trying around. She'll clean up. She'll clean up the mess regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yes. Check out um, our website AnimeJamSession.com. I'm in the process of uploading um, the podcasts that people have been missing. I've gotten your requests. Uh, I, I said I'm gonna put them a new episode, an episode up every day, but I kind of sort of forgot. So I will try to get the rest of them up tomorrow, or a couple of them up tomorrow, and so forth and so on. Um, check out the. Um, the feed over at podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Zoom Marketplace, not Zoom Marketplace, Xbox Music, and iTunes. And don't forget, we're also available on the podcast app for your iOS device. Remember, we're an independent podcast, so if you, we do this for free during our free time because we like to give back to the community. It's what we do best. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Enter will tell another person, so on and so forth, and that's how we get around. At least we're at least we're not, not a cheap date or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yes. I have I have standards, you know. Mm-hmm. Check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash/AnimeJamSessionTV, and if everything goes the way it should, by the time this podcast hits the feed, um, the Anime Next videos should be up. Looking and, forward to them. Sweet. And if you like what we have on there, check out our individual YouTube pages. Um, YouTube.com slash DJ Ron Mess, uh, YouTube.com slash Sailor Flare, and YouTube.com slash RE22682. And if you want to stay up to date on our YouTube page, Facebook page, anything else, where we're upcoming conventions, interviews, all that cool stuff, follow us at uh, Anime Jam Session on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. And you can follow our individual podcast, I mean, tweets at um, twitter.com slash djronimas, twitter.com slash makeitepic, twitter.com slash jlvdeo. And it's all one word now. Oh, cleaned up. Yes, yes, because I kept telling you people are going to um, for, forget the underscore and they're going to go GLV and they're going to write out underscore. Someone would, would have tried that if it every now and then, I guess. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We're at 1,055 likes. That is really sweet. That is really awesome. And what can we say? Thank you for the support. Woohoo! And you can check out my uh, Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash djronmess. And if you go over to my website, djronmess.net, there is a link to all of the photo shoots I've done. The only difference is these are pure high quality. Because even though they're high-quality shots on Facebook, Facebook tends to kind of smidgen fluxers with the quality just a little bit. But this is pure uncut. Pure cut, pure uncut black tar heroin kind of fashion? That. You got that shit right. Oh, it's the good stuff. Yep. And check out um, Mako's uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Makoto Mikochan Kino. You'll find it as a as part of the, as part of one of the pages that rotate on on the Anime Jam session page. So, um, oh yeah, one more thing before we forgot. Don't forget to check us out on the Vogue Network. 
Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time with an encore presentation at Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you like anime and you're listening on VOD and if you want to check out some of the other cool stuff, check if you're into Warcraft, check out Wild WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow and Horde House. If you're more into general pop culture, check out um, Pod Culture on Monday nights, I believe, at 8 p.m. And there's also Critical Myth, which I believe is also on Thursdays. I don't remember. And if you're into really out there pop culture, a little bit of the left, a little bit of the right, you can check out Understation Live Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're really more focused on the video games, you can check out um, the Power Block on Sundays. It all starts with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at uh, 8 p.m., followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. Bobby, the Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Lounge Radio, the flagship shows for the Vogue Network. And head on over to the Vogue Network. Um, individual forums for all the different shows and some cool articles. And join into and join into the Vogue game. And please swing by our forums. Our forums been kind of quiet lately. Yeah, surely people can come to where wardens have something to say. Yeah, I think I saw a tumbleweed roll by the other day. Did it post? No. Fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess that's it. So, um, Ari, any last words? Uh, I got nothing else. Uh, same. I think I'm going to grab myself something to eat. And... That's it. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. On behalf of us, Mako-chan and Sailor Flair... We will see you next week, and peace out. Peace out, bitches. Night, everyone. Say goodnight, DJ. Goodnight, DJ. (laughs) Hey. One of us had to do it. All right, fine. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time. The views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.